Hey, welcome to the Friends You Can Grow With podcast. I'm Matt Nespri. I'm Casey Placencia. And we are back with Billy Hunt here, and we are going to be continuing our conversation on hearing the voice of God, how we do that as believers. Um, last time we talked about four kind of ways God speaks to us, mm-hmm. um, the written word, friends and pastors, circumstances, and through our heart. Did I get that right? You got it right. I got it right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whew, yeah. Good. Um, and today we're going to be picking up kind of where we left off with one of the ways God speaks to us, which is through our heart. So mm-hmm. Billy answer this for me. How does God speak through my heart when it's busy circulating my blood? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that there's a difference in a physical heart and a spiritual heart. Mm, When when the scripture talks about our heart, you know, there's a, a scripture that says the heart of man is exceedingly wicked. Well, the the part of you that's been born again is not exceedingly (laughs) wicked. And that's the, that's the heart that God is talking about. Mm -hmm. We have a spiritual heart and we have a natural heart. We have the heart that pumps blood and we have the heart that pumps the spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the heart that pumps the spirit. Now, when he speaks to our heart, it's uh, it's interpreted and it's our, our mind Here's that voice, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about how we can recognize if it's if it's God's voice. Mm-hmm. I have a scripture, Love I, it. Isaiah yeah. 50 verses four and five from the Amplified. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear like one being taught. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears. And the word there actually means to dig out. Hmm. The, the sovereign Lord has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious. I have not drawn back. Mm-hmm. When I'm teaching this in a, a situation where I have an overhead, I have uh, I draw a heart, mm-hmm. and then I have everyone write the word heart. Okay. Print the word heart. If you print the word heart, in case you don't know how to spell it, it's H E A R T. And you remove the first and last letter. Yeah. you will discover that in the middle of the word heart, there's another word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the word ear. Yeah. yeah, You have an ear in the center of your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the ear through which you hear God's voice mm-hmm. originally. Wow. And um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, Charles Capps used to talk about how we hear ourselves. And, um, and he, he said this. He said, when I speak, I hear myself with my inner ear Mm -hmm. when you speak to me i hear you with my outer ear yeah that's why when you hear recording of yourself it doesn't sound like you yeah Yeah. i hate it yeah Yeah. i don't like it (laughs) so who is that well actually it's what you sound like Mm -hmm. (laughs) to other people (laughs) because when you hear your voice your voice is is you hear it through your inner ear Mm -hmm. and he taught and i don't have a scripture for this but i kind of believe it he taught that your inner ear is attached directly to your spirit. Hmm. And so when, that's why you believe what you say more than anybody else. Yeah. That's why it's so important to confess the word of God, mm-hmm. to get the word of God in your mouth instead of circumstances. Because when you're, whatever you're speaking goes directly to your heart and then to your mind, and you believe it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So when the Lord speaks to us, he speaks to our inner man, but it's, interpreted by our mind. And if I told you just off the top of my head how the voice of God sounds when spoken to your heart and then passing through your mind, 
it sounds like an accidental thought. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It sounds. It's just like an accidental thought. It yeah. just passes through your mind, and it's not something you've uh, you've been uh, processing. It's just. It just suddenly you mm-hmm. have a yeah. knowing or an instruction or, or or the Lord just speaks to you, yeah. and it sounds like an accidental thought. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're uh, praying, and all of a sudden somebody just pops into your head that you haven't seen in a long time, and you feel inspired to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And as you pray for them, you become quite emotional, like something's wrong, and you yeah. continue to pray. And then if later you call them, you find out they were going through some terrible thing, mm-hmm. and the Lord dropped them in your spirit yeah. for you mm-hmm. to pray for them. So that's that's sort of how it sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you know if something is an accidental thought or it's God speaking? Mm. Well, there's a, there's a couple of ways, and that's a very good question, mm-hmm. because everything that pops into your head is not the voice of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I, I've actually known people that thought everything that popped into their head was the voice mm-hmm. of God. Wow. Mm-hmm. But you, we check it out, first of all, by the Word. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, does it line up with what the Word says mm-hmm. uh, or does it not? Sometimes we'll have thoughts that are are not God thoughts. Mm-hmm. The second thing, does it line up with the Word? Does it bring peace to your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, the, you know, those are two ways you can know if God's speaking to you. That We were talking earlier before we started this about the political. We're in a presidential a year where we're starting to our presidential election, and there's a, a lot of political stuff going on mm-hmm. and a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a lot there's not peace. if there's not peace there we really need to check our attitudes yeah because something's wrong your information may be right mm-hmm. but your attitude may be totally wrong mm-hmm. and it will block your faith yeah. yeah because faith works by love yeah so if you're moving in something uh and and you can't say that god told you to go kill somebody god doesn't do that yeah. mm-hmm. he can't yeah. tell you uh, if you said you know god has spoken to me i'm to divorce my husband and marry my best friend's husband mm-hmm. well that's not god yeah. mm-hmm. you know in fact i can tell you in your mind you hear several voices mm-hmm. satan satan cannot speak to your spirit yeah. but he can speak to your mind mm-hmm. and that's where the battle rages yeah. that's you know the our mind is the battlefield mm-hmm. and so you, you hear you get the voice of god you can coming through your mind, the voice of Satan can come through your mind, and then the voice of friends. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thoughts? Yeah, that brings to mind kind of, um, I kind of get a picture of us as people existing in three parts. Uh, If I'm hearing you correctly, our our heart or our spirit that connects to God, our mind, Mm -hmm. which we would call our our thought life, right? Mm -hmm. And our body. Is that, am I kind of tracking with you? Sort of spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body, Mm. yes. So fleshing that out a little bit, are these three on equal ground? Does one affect the others more than, what's the relationship between the three? And as we're talking about hearing the voice of God in our spirit, is that supposed to override then our soul and body? Or how does that relationship work? It depends on you. Mm-hmm. If you are, what are you feeding? Uh, you know, the, in, in her book, uh, Dr. Caroline uh, Leaf said that the, she studies the brain. And she wrote the book, Who Turned Off My Brain. And in that book, she says that whatever you feed your brain mm-hmm. before you go to bed, you will think about and it will wash over and over and over again mm-hmm. all night long through your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you watch something that is negative, you can't get that out of your mind. It keeps washing over and over. Mm-hmm. When I so it's really a good idea, even if you don't read your Bible at night, 
it's a good idea to quote your Bible at night. When mm-hmm. I go to bed, I pray the 23rd Psalm every night, and mm-hmm. I specifically do it to cleanse my brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm also very careful of, of what I'm reading and what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned on a movie not long ago, and in the first 30 seconds, there was a scene. I immediately turned it off, but I couldn't get that scene out of my head. I mm-hmm. prayed over it. I, I asked the Lord to wash my mind in the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about all the people who watch that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and have yeah. no idea how it's affecting their ability yeah. to hear from God mm-hmm. or to live an effective life or why they're depressed. Mm-hmm. And it not much of it is that. So spirit, yeah. soul, and body. Mm-hmm. If you feed your soulish nature, in fact, it, we're told this in Galatians, if, if you will walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem all of us have is the mm-hmm. lust of the flesh, mm-hmm. except you, of course. I don't think you probably have it, but <laughs> <laughs> because you're too young. No, I think everybody. I, I think if you're uh, even in elementary school, you probably have to struggle with some t- type mm-hmm. of lust of your flesh mm-hmm. for candy, or and mm-hmm. as you get older, yeah. it gets worse. And so you can either feed your flesh or you can feed your spirit. Mm-hmm. And whichever one you fit, whichever one you feed, is going to dominate your thinking. So your spirit, soul, and body, Mm -hmm. and it will dominate your body. So it's our choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if you really want to hear the voice of God, if you want to walk in the spirit and fulfill the plan of God for your life, then you have to feed your spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, get in sync with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it that black and white? Things to me that are black and white are super simple. It's either right or or wrong. So is every action, everything I'm watching, listening to, reading, is it either or? Is it either feeding my flesh or feeding my spirit? And if that's the case, do I really just have to be that cognizant and that aware of what I'm listening to and reading all the time? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you may not have to, but I do. Because what is the alternative to that? If it's not only not black and white, if there's gray area, but if you're not monitoring that, and mm-hmm. and I am going back and forth a lot on not, you know, maybe always paying attention to what I'm watching at night mm-hmm. or reading at night or thinking yeah. about throughout the day. What is the, I guess, repercussions we would expect to see from that? Well, whatever you think about, whatever your wherever wherever your mind is going will dominate your life. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's it's just like alcoholism. If I have a problem with alcohol, mm-hmm. the stupidest thing I can do is go sit in a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that is just ridiculous. Yeah, and and yet uh, people watch things on TV that are feeding their lower nature, and they're then they wonder why they have sexual problems. Mm-hmm. You know, or why they're depressed. Mm-hmm. And so we we do have to be very careful. I'm not saying you have to just read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I love to read, and I, and I read novels, but I'm very careful of the authors that I read, the mm-hmm. secular authors mm-hmm. that I read, because I, I'm not going to use my mind, and certainly not my spirit as a garbage can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is important. And I know we don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't like that. But, mm-hmm. but if you really want to be healthy and happy and prosperous then and if you really want to hear god's voice the closer you get to him the more he'll he'll things will melt away mm-hmm. and it does it isn't about him taking it away mm-hmm. it's just you don't want it anymore yeah because you'd rather have him yeah, yeah. casey you are the youngest at this table mm-hmm. <laughs> um and we're seeing a trend now socially and especially with younger generations where there's such a heavy 
media consumption, Mm -hmm. whether it be um, anything from social media to even now, I think I saw a statistic that um, 80% of people get their, their interaction from YouTube or they just have YouTube on constantly in the background. Yeah. Um, or TikTok. Or TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> what are you seeing as far as trends on media consumption in the younger generations or in the population as a whole? Is there anything that you're noticing media-wise? Yeah. Well, I'm, I know that a lot of people around my age, Gen Z, they definitely have more mental health issues. Mm. Um, And I think that does have to do with always being on our phones. I know I dealt with it too. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's just sometimes you feel like that's your only um, safe space or a time to get away. But it honestly just tears you down even more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I'm the type of person that always has to have sound Mm -hmm. going on, whether it's a podcast or whether it's, brown noise or mm-hmm. white noise or something. What's so that's, brown noise? It's it's a little bit deeper than white noise. I've never heard. Have you heard of brown no. noise? No. What does it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do the sound. Okay. We'll edit in some brown noise here. Um, okay, continue. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I deal with it too, that I always have to have something going on. Yeah. Well, like I can't sit by myself like and just deal with my own thoughts and that's definitely a lot of people my age deal with that and so I think when I do sit down to read the word it is hard to you know not get distracted um so yeah that's that's definitely a big thing in our generation is yeah do you read out loud when you read I do yesterday because that helps you yes that helps you I also walk around when I when I'm reading the bible I feel like Mm -hmm. that also helps me to you know, take it in more because my dad used to do that too. He was a pastor. He would walk around the house and like pray out loud. So then I started to do that. And it mm-hmm. honestly helps me um, keep it, retain more information mm-hmm. than if I'm just sitting down and looking at the Bible. Yeah, that that brings up an interesting thought to me because um, Billy is the third youngest person at this table. <laughs> when you were growing up, how common was silence in your life? It was common. Yeah. We did not have, uh, we didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds strange. <laughs> uh, we didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, we had, uh, what did you call them? Uh, anybody radios? wouldn't even know. Well, we did have radios okay. and we had TVs. <laughs> okay. However, uh, I remember the first TVs because we had one of the first TVs. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm 79. I'm only yes. 80 in a couple of months. Oh, my Goodness. But uh, yeah, huh. and, and so we knew, you know, quiet and to, and yeah. I love quietness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love to be quiet. Mm-hmm. I I can't stand um, a lot going on at once. It, yeah. it just frustrates me. So uh, I don't I don't like crowds. It, that's hilarious. Yeah. Since I did conferences, yeah, yeah. very yeah. large conferences and that sort of thing. But I don't really like crowd, crowds yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. That is interesting because I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. I, there are times when I like noise and I like things in the background, but I also like to kind of withdraw and and be silent. Mm -hmm. Um, And is there anything to getting alone and being silent in the presence of God that kind of opens you up and makes you more available to hear from them? I think of the Psalm that says, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be still? 
I don't think this. I don't think the Z generation knows what it means to be still. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a clue, and and we're just so. Um, if, if you, um, I had a friend in from Hawaii this weekend, and uh, even two old seventy-nine-year-old women sitting there with her with her iPad, mm-hmm. me with my phone on Sunday afternoon, and neither one of us were disturbed by the other one. We were just doing our thing, mm-hmm. and and I, I came to my senses and thought, this is hilarious. Mm. I, <laughs> This is what I criticize teenagers for. <laughs> You've become the thing you didn't like. Yes, oh, I, have, I have. It's how you stay young. Uh, yes, yeah. it, it is how I stay young. Yeah. But really, I, you know, we, we have to practice quietness. Mm. And if you will begin to practice quietness, not, not a whole day, you know, don't go mm-hmm. on a, well, you could go on a silence retreat, but you yeah. would probably be really depressed by the time you came back. But if you just begin with mm-hmm. just little, you know how you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Hmm. And that's how you develop the ability to be quiet, mm-hmm. to be before the Lord. Is just put aside, uh, you know, I, I once, just, when I was in my 20s, I decided I wanted to pray for an hour a night. Hmm. And at that time in my life, I was young enough that, to say I was going to stay on my knees for an hour. And I, I remember the first few nights, I prayed for everybody I knew and got up and I'd prayed 10 minutes. <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow. So I set an alarm and, mm-hmm. and I, I disciplined myself. And it was really hard at first. Well, now I'm older and it's easy for me to pray for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, sometimes it's hard when I'm in a hurry that I can't, I don't have an hour I can pray. Mm-hmm. But it's something you you develop slowly in your life. It's like listening for the voice of God. It's like knowing if I will quietly read the word of God, Mm -hmm. if I will practice meditating on the word of God, I will hear God's voice. Well, to me, that's such an important, marvelous thing that I will discipline myself to do that Mm -hmm. so that I can hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. And that's what we just have to... I don't think the younger generation uh, knows how to discipline themselves. No. You know, I, I think that that's one of the reasons that depression is so rampant. They don't know how to sit down. I, you know, I'm amazed at my age when my phone tells me how much time I spend on lying. And I want to say, you are crazy. You're lying. But we, we, none of us realize how much time mm-hmm. we spend mm-hmm. with our phones, with our, with our uh, I don't have one of those little notebooks, but uh, how much time we spend. And if we would just begin to wean ourselves away from that a little bit and spend some quiet time, mm-hmm. old-fashioned with a real Bible mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. let God talk to us, I think it would be great. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to hearing God in our heart, in our as you were speaking of in that, that verse, in our inner ear, is setting time aside, making that a priority, how do you start? I, you know, the, in, in the verse we shared, it said, he wakens me morning by morning. Mm-hmm. He wakens my ear to hear. I think that the significance of that particular statement is late at night or early in the morning, especially early in the morning after we've been asleep and we wake up, we, are, we don't have a lot of other things going on in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, our mind is, is quiet so he can speak to us. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if we would practice, we have to practice listening. Mm-hmm. You just Actually, we have to practice listening to one another. Because we yeah. do so many things besides listen. Most of the time, while you're talking, then I would be trying to decide what I'm going to say when you stop talking. Mm-hmm. So I'm really yeah. not listening yeah. to yeah. you. I'm preparing my response, yeah. Yeah. and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, I used to it used to irritate me because my husband would start to talk to me, and he then he would just pause, and I would. 
come on, come on. <laughs> but he was thinking about what he was going to say. Hmm. And that's how he is. You know, I, I know I've been married to him for 60 years, so it doesn't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't often think before we speak, and, and we don't listen. We don't listen to each other. And we don't listen to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just we just have our own little agenda of what we're going to do, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, when He says, "I'll wake and I'll wake you morning by morning," I'll, I'll open your ears to hear. After your after after your uh, brain has been cleansed through the through the night by sleep, when you first wake up, you're refreshed. Mm-hmm. Your ears are open, mm-hmm. and listen. Good morning, Lord. Do you have anything to say to me? Mm-hmm. It's a really good time if you have time to read your Bible first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's a good time because your mind is open and fresh yeah. and not cluttered with all of the things of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a really good time to listen. Yeah. Can I get my coffee first? Yes. That- <laughs> yes, yes. I always have a cup of coffee with the Lord. Yes. I don't know if he drinks coffee, but... Well, he made it, so... I'm yeah, sure he, he created the bean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about the relationship between prayer and listening. Because you talk about how we have to practice listening, but you say one of the great ways to hear from God is during our morning prayer time or our prayer time. I think of back when I was learning how to pray, I thought I was supposed to bring a list to God of what I needed. And that was it. Is that not how I'm supposed to pray? No. Okay. <laughs> that, I'll give you oh, a morbid boy. answer to that. But. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so then, so then, what does a prayer look like? Whether it's a morning prayer or whether it's a God, I need a good parking spot prayer. What What does a prayer look? Like? I pray those too. <laughs> yeah. But Any prayer, answers prayer is supposed to be a dialogue. Mm. Do you know the difference in a dialogue and a monologue? What you just described to me was a monologue. Mm-hmm. Lord, here's my list. This is what I need. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a monologue. And that's how most of us pray. A dialogue is where there's a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I will speak and I will ask you a question and you will answer it. Or mm-hmm. we will, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're dialoguing about the subject of prayer. And so prayer is really where we bring our thoughts to the Lord, but we also we pursue his thoughts mm-hmm. and we listen for his voice. And that's and, and we meditate on his word. Really, meditation is a type of prayer. Hmm. And the Bible says there's a huge blessing that goes with meditation. That if we and what does it mean to meditate? Well, the word actually means to mull over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. But when we pray and when we're praying the word of God and we found a, a specific scripture that we want to pray, and I, I do believe when you have your list, if you're going to take a laundry list of the Lord, you find a promise in the word for every item on your on your laundry list. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you say, Lord, I've, I've, I've had this drainage, I've had this headache for two weeks, I would really like for you to heal me, then don't just say that. Say, Lord, you said, mm-hmm. you yeah. said, and then, and then give him a scripture. Of course, mm-hmm. he knows the Bible. He wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he wants you to know it. He yeah. wants you to get it in your mouth. So when you come to him with that dialogue, with, with that type of thing, and then you begin to meditate on the Word of God and mull it over all day long. Lord, I thank you. You're healing my body. The mm-hmm. same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead yeah. is alive and active in my physical body, bringing health and healing mm-hmm. to all my flesh. That's Romans chapter 8. 
or you you have a financial problem. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you that you promised in Corinthians you'd cause your grace to abound in my life. Mm-hmm. So I would always have a sufficiency to pay all my bills and plenty left over to give. Mm-hmm. I'm believing you to do that. Mm-hmm. So if you begin to pray like that, then the Lord is going to begin to respond to you mm-hmm. and to his word. And that's really what prayer is about. It's a, t- three little words, ask, seek, uh, ask, seek, and knock. It's that... Uh, uh, he that he that asketh will receive. You know that's the beginning mm-hmm. of prayer petition, and then seek is find the scripture that goes the promise that goes with your petition, mm-hmm. and the knocking is to just keep on until the Lord answers. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what prayer is. With prayer being a conversation, do you think, or or Casey, do you think um, people in general have gotten worse at conversation? I don't want to bear down like generationally. No. But people societally have gotten worse at conversation, I feel like. Does that strike either of you? It's always been a problem. Yeah. It's always been a problem. Conversation, meaningful conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you meet people who dominate the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, or if you go to lunch with a bunch of women, they all talk at once. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you wonder, really, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I think that it, uh, I think we talked about listening a minute ago, mm-hmm. so all the things we do when we should be listening. I think conversation is as much listening as it is talking. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really a sharing of ideas, a sharing of insights, a sharing of the word. It's encouraging. Uh, do we do this? Or do we just get in our, uh, in our little world of technology mm-hmm. and expect to be encouraged? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, you know, I personally have, have weaned myself away from technology mm. and and I still use my phone I still do some things with it but as far as Facebook and and I've never done TikTok I don't really know <laughs> what it is except I hear about it yeah <laughs> I work here so I yeah hear about we it. have to know yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but really I, because I I like contact I like mm-hmm. to I like to really see you yeah. I like to really talk to you mm-hmm. and we've lost that we're losing that as a society yeah Mm-hmm. we're isolated it causes depression that's mm-hmm. one of the main problems and you know if you happen to be watching this and you are watching it but you're not in church we're just watching this podcast because mm-hmm. we, we want to learn we want to grow the one of the best ways you could grow is to get plugged in mm-hmm. yeah to come to the classes where mm-hmm. the people are where you can actually face to face talk to people mm-hmm. share your heart yeah. get prayer get encouragement because we live in such an isolated society, mm-hmm. such an isolated society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely more of a, my love language is quality time. That's my top love language. Um, and I'm more of the type of person when I'm having conversations with people, I don't like to FaceTime or call. I like to be in person mm-hmm. with people. And I've hanging out with my friends. We definitely try to put away our phones and have meaningful conversations. And we'll go till one in the morning, hmm. two at night, and we'll be in a parking lot just oh, talking wow. for not safe but um or they'll come over and we'll talk for a long time just having those very meaningful conversations and that's my biggest love language is having those mean- meaningful conversations with friends i know as a 19 year old most people like to text or facetime or mm-hmm. call but i don't know <laughs> i just like being in person yeah. with people well, yeah. and, and how often do, do you realize that perhaps in those conversations, you're really speaking to them from your spirit and God is speaking to them to encourage them, to strengthen them? Yeah. Yeah. So, Definitely. you know, we, we don't realize, I think, sometimes that the Lord actually speaks through us. That's yeah. that friends. And, yeah. But if we never talk, if we. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
You hit on a little bit meditating on the word and the importance of that. I think meditation can draw to mind different images for several different people. Um, I've heard the word being translated as as regurgitating and um, like bringing the word back up made me think of when I was in middle school, we couldn't chew gum. uh, And so I would halfway swallow my gum so the teacher couldn't see it, and then I'd bring it back up. I'm not going to buy. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's a full party trick, right? Yeah, no, I swallowed that bad boy. Um, What does meditation mean? What does meditating on the word mean and look like, and how does that play into hearing God? Joshua, the Lord told Joshua, this word of the Lord, the law, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Mm. And he talked about writing it, putting it on your doorpost. Uh, My friend Marilyn Hickey defines meditation a little differently than I did, and I discovered uh, in an interesting way how she defined Mm -hmm. it. Uh, We did a conference together, and she said, Billy, this this year I'm uh, meditating on the book of Ephesians. Why don't you join me? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, great. In fact, Joy and I were having, our pastor's wife, were having lunch with her. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll do it, Marilyn. I'll do it. And Joy said, oh, so will I. And then she explained that to her, meditation was memorization. Mm-hmm. Because in order to memorize the scripture, you got to roll it over and roll mm-hmm. it over yeah. and roll it over. Well, we'd already committed ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that year, Joy and I memorized the book of Ephesians. Wow. Marilyn Hickey memorizes a book of the Bible every year. And and so, but that, uh, can, can I quote that whole book to you right now? Well, probably not. Mm-hmm. But if you say the book of Ephesians, I can I can quote the first chapter, mm-hmm. and I can tell you where everything is, is in that chapter because mm-hmm. I meditated on it. Mm-hmm. So now I know that uh, be angry but sin not. I know where it is. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I know that the, at the end of it is the armor of God. and I know what, what that's all about. And I know the first chapter is all about the church. And mm-hmm. I, So I, meditating, and you don't have to meditate on a whole book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But if you will, if the Lord gives you a scripture, if you're reading and the Lord gives you a scripture, if you will put it to memory, if it's just a scripture, you'll never lose it. Mm-hmm. I really, the, the word that I have in me came from, as a child, memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. When my sister went to Bible school and uh, she came home and was memorizing scripture, I memorized with her. Mm-hmm. And it, it became a habit. Mm-hmm. And so we've memorized, and that's meditating. Mm-hmm. But it really just means to roll over and over. So it's read it, think about it, write it. You know, that's meditation. Mm-hmm. And it's through prayer and meditation that the Lord speaks to us more than any other time. Mm-hmm. He'll, and he often, this is the other thing that happens when you put the word to, men, to memory. When people call me for prayer, it's amazing to me. The word of God will leap up for, for them mm-hmm. in my heart. Mm-hmm. I almost uh, There's almost no exception to this, that when people call and they say, this is happening, that's happening, mm-hmm. th- this is a problem, that's a problem. The Lord will cause a scripture to rise up in me to give to them, to mm-hmm. pray. Let's pray this scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, it's just so important to us. The more scripture you can get in you, the more liberty and the more freedom and the more power you will have in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How does that balance out with um, like a reading plan? 
if can we mention in you know our first session we talked about Bible 365 or or the importance of having a daily reading plan mm-hmm. when we talk about <clears throat> meditating and staying on a scripture and and um, really pondering it thinking through it how does that balance out with moving on to the next day's reading or you know even if you know I'm reading three or four different chapters a day how do I pick what to meditate on can you give me some wisdom in that? Yeah, with with me, what happens is the Lord will speak to me from a scripture. A mm-hmm. scripture will become very alive and very real to me. Uh, one of the scriptures, uh, maybe four years ago, I was reading in Isaiah, and um, the Lord uh, gave me the scripture uh, that uh, the Lord has given me the tongue of a disciple, that I would always have a word to speak to the weary. Hmm. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear. Mm-hmm. He has opened my ears, and I will not be rebellious. Well, th- of course, I could not quote it like that in all of that long time ago, but it was a scripture that as I was reading and teaching the book of Isaiah leaped out at me, mm-hmm. and it really spoke to me because that's what I desire. I desire to have the tongue of the wise, that I would have a word to speak to the weary. Mm-hmm. Now, did I stop reading the rest of my Bible and just concentrate on that scripture? No, but I wrote the scripture down, mm-hmm. and I kept the scripture beside me, and I would look at it several times a day. Mm-hmm. Now, I still did my daily Bible reading, but that scripture became a part of me. Mm-hmm. It uh, The same as I have put watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, who will never hold their peace day or night, you who are God's servants, and by his... By by your prayers, put him in remembrance. Give him no rest hmm. until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her a praise. That's the most powerful verse on prayer in the Bible. It's a hmm. powerful verse. Yeah. But I came across it in my daily reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I said, what a powerful verse. I wrote it down. And I kept it beside me. And in, in a period of time, it actually became a part of me. Mm-hmm. So now that comes up occasionally, you know. And so, yes, I do my daily Bible reading, but when the Lord gives me something to meditate on, then that I pull it out mm-hmm. and it's separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, I can think of examples where I feel like in my reading or throughout the course of the day, I felt like God spoke something to me. Um, Casey, do you have any any times when you feel like that's happened to you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, like even today during staff prayer, um, I really like those times when we get to, you know, all separate and we mm-hmm. all just um, pray by ourselves. I was, I really got into the word and yeah, I, I feel like I always just dive deeper into mm-hmm. him Yeah, in that sort of setting. I remember one time when we were looking for a house, Jen and I felt like God really gave me a scripture out of Joshua where he said, um, I've given you cities to live in that you didn't build and mm-hmm. vineyards you eat from that you didn't plant. And I really held on to that um, when we were looking for our first house. And it didn't have a vineyard, but uh, it backed right up to a golf course. It was an mm-hmm. amazing house. And it was just a blessing that I felt like had come out of a scripture that I held on to. So what yeah. does that look like? Or what is the relationship in a believer's life of holding on to a scripture or a verse that you feel like God has spoken to you? Well, well, there's so many of those. He Mm. gave me a scripture also about the house. The wise woman builds her house. We built our house. Mm. And that was the first scripture that he gave me. Mm. And actually, in in the case of us, I uh, 
I was in real estate before I went in ministry, mm-hmm. and I showed a house, and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much I borrowed the plan from the builder, took mm-hmm. it home, put it on the sofa, and my little daughter, who was about three at the time, I said, come in here and pray with me. And we put our hands on that plan and, and asked the Lord to give us that house. Well, it was years before he gave us that house. Mm-hmm. But the time came when we got our lot, and we were ready to build, and when they told us the dimensions of the house, et cetera, that we had to build there, I remembered that house, mm-hmm. and I went to the builder, and we built that house. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, so the wise woman did build her house. Mm-hmm. But all, all so many times the Lord has given me Scripture, and you just stand on it, and mm-hmm. you stand on it until it comes to pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just keep reminding the Lord, Lord, I believe this, I believe this. Um, when When I had arthritis in my hips, I looked up bone scriptures, hmm. looked up every scripture I could find hmm. on bones and joints. And I made myself a list, and I prayed through those scriptures constantly mm-hmm. and spoke over my hips until they were healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it took over two years. Yeah. Wow. But it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, With us talking about God speaking through his word, does Bible roulette work? Have you ever played Bible roulette? Oh, yeah. Have you ever played Bible roulette? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You if just you, went and hung yourself, go down and do like Yeah, one. yeah. If you've never played Bible roulette, you just, you close. Just, we could yeah. play it right yeah, now play, if you want. Play Bible. Let's play some Bible roulette. <laughs> okay, that would be fun. I'm just going to open the Bible to a random page mm-hmm. and verse, and we'll and, see what yeah. the Lord speaks point. to us. It happened in Iconium that they went to the synagogue of the Jews and spoke to a great multitude. Well, that... Maybe fits now, but does does Bible uh, roulette really work? No. Because I know several Christians, and I have done that in my life, where I'm like, God, I oh, need everybody's a scripture. Done. Yeah. Everybody's yes. done. Yeah. I think I the worst time was worse. when I had kidney stones, and um, I opened the Bible, and it said, these stones will stand as a testament for you. And I said, I don't like that. <laughs> so, um, Talk to me about Bible roulette, Billy, because I know it's something we Christians <clears throat> like to do. What is the merit? Is there merit? No. Okay. No. There really, well, the reason there isn't is because if you just play Bible roulette and you never systematically read the Bible, mm-hmm. you will never get a balanced insight into what the Bible says. Huh. Mm. Yeah. And, and if you're going to be strong, if you're going to have strong faith, then you're going to have to look at the Bible as a whole and you're going, and you say, well, I, I have only been saved for a few weeks. I couldn't be a scholar. Well, no, not if you just play Bible roulette. You'll mm-hmm. never be a scholar. Mm-hmm. Because every scripture, everything you believe has got to be proven by at least two witnesses. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to play Bible roulette three times in a row <laughs> and get a similar scripture mm-hmm. in order to stand on it. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's ridiculous. I don't like those odds. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so is there kind of an order of operations when it comes to God speaking to us? Is it read the Bible, meditate on it, he speaks to your heart, does it always go in that order? Is there an order? I, I don't think it goes in that order because I think that, in fact, I know this, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to be a person who reads your Bible for 30 minutes every day. I, a good example of that is when my daughter was probably 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only time I ever got the insurance when she rented a car. Her car was in the shop. She and some friends were going to Dallas for a concert, and uh, and I rented a car for them to go in. And coming back, everybody in the car was asleep except her. She was driving. Mm-hmm. And she said she actually heard an audible voice say, 
slow down now. And she looked over to see if the person next to her had spoken to her and that person was asleep. And when she looked, and she put on the brakes Mm -hmm. immediately. When she looked up, there was a deer in the road. Oh my goodness. And she hit the deer, but no one was hurt Mm -hmm. and the car was drivable. And I was so glad because they told me when I got the insurance, if something happens, you just have to walk back in and say, I wrecked your car. So the next day we walked back in and said, we wrecked your car. We wrecked your car. (laughs) (laughs) But she heard the voice of God that said, Stop, yeah. put your, you know, slow down wow. now. Yeah. And she was going, she said, I was, she had to tell me this. She said, Mother, I was going 90 miles an hour oh. when he said that. If I had hit that deer going 90 miles an hour, we would have really been hurt. Yeah. So, wow. yes, God will speak to you when you're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. God will speak to you. Uh, he, he'll speak to you in the shower. Mm-hmm. He'll speak to you. He, but, he loves to speak to you from his word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves because he loves the fact that you want to get to know him. And this is how we get to know him. Mm-hmm. I, you can talk to me and, and you can tell me about yourself and you can tell me, uh, uh, you can ask me if I'd like a cup of coffee and bring me a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But I, it would be better if you and I became very good friends and, and you and your wife and your baby came to my house mm-hmm. and we spent time together. And then I would know very intimate, sweet things about your family that I don't know now. Mm-hmm. And that's the way God is. He wow. wants you to know intimate, wonderful things. He wants you to experience the glory of God, the power of God, and you, you're going to get it through the Spirit and through the Word. Mm-hmm. So through the Word and through prayer, are the two favorite ways that God has to speak to you. Mm -hmm. He will speak to you any way he can Mm -hmm. because he loves humanity. Mm -hmm. But those are his two preferred methods is through the word and through prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is it kind of like when we read the word of God, we learn more about who he is, his character, his plan for us, and, and what he has to say about us, and then it makes it easier when we feel like God has spoken to us, or maybe we have those kind of random thoughts to test it against what we know about him. Is that what I'm kind of getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, more you, the more you know him, the more you study him, the more you listen to him, the, the clearer his voice becomes and the easier it becomes to, dis, to decide, is this the Lord? Is this my own thoughts? Is this the enemy? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you and, and all of those, you have to, the Bible teaches us in Corinthians that our mind is a warfare. We are struggling in a warfare, and it says that we have to bring our thoughts into mm-hmm. captivity. Mm-hmm. We have to recognize the source of those thoughts mm-hmm. so we can walk in the power of the Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So real quick, even as believers, you said that, our mind, the enemy can spill, still speak into it, kind of speak through it. How does that work? If I'm born again, I'm a believer, I have you know the spirit dwelling within me, how is the enemy still given access to a part of me? Well, because you live in the you live on the earth and the earth is fallen. Mm. And your spirit man is protected by the Holy Spirit. But your mind, the enemy can speak to your mind and he does. Mm-hmm. And he that's when you get depressed, when you get discouraged, mm-hmm. when uh, all of those things bother, anger, frustration, and the more you embrace those things, mm-hmm. the more he the more he harasses you. Mm-hmm. So there are demonic powers in the earth. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lady tell me once the thing that she besides salvation that I taught her was that she had an enemy hmm. and she had authority over him. Hmm. 
And we do have authority over the enemy. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that. I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, Mm -hmm. and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But that doesn't, and he talks about, I'll build my church, and the strategies of hell will not prevail. didn't say hell wouldn't have strategies. Mm -hmm. It said the strategies will not prevail. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us. We have to recognize what what voice is speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Is this my own voice? Is this the voice of fear, the demonic power of fear? Is this uh, the the voice of Satan Mm -hmm. lying to me? What is the voice I'm hearing? Or is this the voice of God who will confirm me, who will encourage me, who will correct me, Mm -hmm. who will lead me in the path that I should go? Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and that goes back to kind of that verse we mentioned in the first session of of what the voice of God is does for us how it disciplines us corrects us leads us and admonishes us mm-hmm. yeah what do we do when we feel like maybe that secondary voice it is tough to differentiate how do we discern you know cuz sometimes you feel like there's that voice saying going back to your example of getting the insurance for yeah. the car you know to cut that down to a very real practical decision that was a voice saying you should spend extra money to you know you take this insurance out on the car how do we play that out and know this this is the right voice in in that particular case i I travel all the time i rent cars all the time or Mm -hmm. i did at that time in my life Mm -hmm. and i and always your personal insurance does cover that car Mm -hmm. but that particular day when the guy asked me if I wanted the insurance, I just had this get the insurance. Mm-hmm. I, it, I can't explain it. I just mm-hmm. knew get the insurance. Yeah. So I did. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I suppose if my natural mind, which your natural mind will, it will challenge the voice of God, mm-hmm. said, well, you know, that's a waste of money. Well, it's not that much money. I think it was ten dollars or something. Hmm. It was. It was just for twenty-four hours, hmm. and you know, my my thought was, it's just, that's just money. Mm-hmm. And if this is the voice of God, I'm going to obey. Mm-hmm. And it was. Hmm. And it certainly was. It would have been much more than ten dollars to yeah. repair that car. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, it, it's just uh, you have to test it. You have to test the voice. Mm-hmm. And many times with me, when I'm uh, the voice of God brings you peace. His his voice will always bring you peace. Mm-hmm. It will always give you hope. It will always feed your faith. The enemy's voice will bring you fear, mm-hmm. will bring you frustration, mm-hmm. will bring you accusation because he's, he's the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. So he'll remind you of every dumb thing you've done. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you how God is not going to forgive you mm-hmm. and how your life is going to be ruined. That's not the voice of God. Mm-hmm. God does, that's not anything God would say. Mm-hmm. God would say, Repent. Yeah. Confess that sin. Let me cleanse you. Yeah. And let me help you. That's the way the voice of God. Is. And you, sometimes your own voice mm-hmm. sounds pretty negative too. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you have to. You do have to decipher what whose voice is it. Yeah. yeah. Whose voice is it? Yeah. And the best way to do that is to have the word. The word in yeah. you. Yeah. Something to test yeah. it. Yeah. Against. Yeah. If, well, yeah. and knowing God, knowing that God loves me. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'm not saved because I'm good, mm-hmm. I'm saved because I received Christ. Mm-hmm. He expects me to do to make mistakes because I'm human and I'm living in a fallen world. And so there are going to be things that will affect me, and I will respond in the wrong way or mm-hmm. react rather than respond. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, knowing that will help me 
decipher, is this God's voice? Mm -hmm. Is this the enemy trying to Mm -hmm. frighten me, Mm -hmm. get me to not do what God wants me to do? You'll be judged. You won't do well. You should not. Don't do that. You know, and and God would never say that. He might say, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't say you'll be judged, you'll yeah. be a failure, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, because he doesn't call you those names. Yeah, God never calls names. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, what a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Case, is there anything you stuck with you this time that you're looking forward to learning more about? What you're excited yeah. to learn more about in our next sessions? There's definitely a a lot. That was a great conversation. Yeah. Um, a lot that stuck out to me. Um, just really sitting and listening, but also talking it's a two-way two-way street yeah 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 i love that you talked about how listening is such a big part of prayer you know and we hear people in relationship counseling talk about active listening Mm -hmm. you know making it to where you are actively picking up what people are saying um and i think that's a big takeaway for me of when i'm spending quiet time with god Mm -hmm. it's the same as having conversations same as a conversation right now i'm i'm listening to what you're saying i'm listening to what god's saying Mm -hmm. and um processing it yeah i think that um that that understanding whether we were talking about this earlier whether you're uh, a spontaneous person or you're uh, more of a an intellectual type Mm. person uh, the spontaneous person, it's easier for them to hear the voice of God because they don't analyze. They're mm-hmm. not analytical. They don't analyze everything. Yeah. I don't analyze everything. I, mm-hmm. I just receive it. It's the Lord. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if you're, um, and, and the two in the Bible that you can look at and understand the difference is if you read the book of John, John is very poetic. And he is very spiritual, and hmm. he's very, you know, he's mm-hmm. uh, he, he doesn't question God. Mm-hmm. And Luke was a doctor. So he gives more detail than anybody. Mm-hmm. And he goes and interviews everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he says, uh, what I received now, I'm, I have great knowledge about this. Now I'm going to share it with you. Mm-hmm. That's how he starts one of his books. John, on the other hand, when he wrote the Revelation, said, I was in the spirit of the Lord day and I heard. Mm-hmm. So we have to decide what kind of person we are. God will speak just as much to an intellectual. Luke heard the voice of God. He wrote a fabulous gospel. Mm-hmm. John did too. Mm-hmm. So whether you're analytical or, or whether you're uh, you're more uh, spontaneous, you you still can hear the voice of God. And it's okay to analyze it. Mm-hmm. it he doesn't mind. The Lord doesn't mind. He likes that. He, he needs those people. He needs mm-hmm. both of us. He needs the analytical and the spontaneous mm-hmm. so his body will be complete. Because Jesus was both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was analytical and he was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we can be too. And that'll help us in listening for the voice yeah. of God. Yeah. That's what do you think great. you are, darling? Do you think you're... I think I'm spontaneous. Are you spontaneous? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much of the analytical <laughs> dive <laughs> deep into that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked. I, I think I'm pretty analytical. Yeah. I think so, you're and I, I, You know, kind of to what you were saying, there are times when I do have to my morning time shut my mind off you know the analytical ones listening understand what that means you have to shut your brain off like and just turn off your brain and let the holy spirit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that was so great um yeah thank you for walking us through how we can hear the voice of god through the word of god Mm -hmm. and and through prayer and i am excited to see what we continue to learn as we go through these next sessions and hearing the voice of god yeah Me too.